0: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: 1216 on your Wednesday. Jeff Rust with the love theme music today on Valentine's Day. Joining us now, uh, he's got a show coming up at Moda Center on february 22nd and he's kind enough to join us now uh he's an actor comedian what one of the best if not the best comedians in the business right now and he joins us bill burr kind enough to join us bill thanks for taking time man how you doing I'm doing good. Thanks for playing the Love Boat theme. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Exciting and new. Here's...
2: Come
1: We were talking about... The old doctor will try to bang you. It's the
2: 70s. All this behavior is so normal. Um, You know what's great about that show is that guy Gopher. The guy who played Gopher knew enough the fact that he played five seasons, a guy named Gopher, that meant your acting career was over and he became like a senator. <laughs> He's like, I'm, not, I'm, not sh- I'm not shaking Gopher. It's
1: over. You can't make it in Hollywood. So you're going to become a politician then, huh? <laughs> that, that, no, he
2: did make it. But once you play back in the day when you played a character where you would just like you didn't have a real name. Screech, Gopher, Potsy—it was done. You had to start directing or become a senator, one or the other.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love it, man. I absolutely love it,
2: Bill.
3: We were debating this the other day, knowing you were coming on. What is what is the appropriate level of fame that if you can, if you're if you're obviously wildly famous and you've kind of grown through the years in level of fame. What was your kind of, like, favorite position of fame where it was like, this is the sweet spot. I can have all the things I want, but also not deal with any of the nonsense.
2: Oh, I've been there for a long time. You know, the great thing about being a bald ginger is you're only going to get so famous. So you can stay at a nice... (laughs) You can stay... I don't have to worry about having Brad Pitt fame. So, um, you know, I stay at a nice... uh, You know, I have... I have a great life and I work when I want to work and I do what I want to do. And I joke about what I want to joke about. And if people don't want to do it, then it's like, all right, I'll do it with somebody else. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've I've kind of set myself up a long time ago by, you know, talking about what I wanted to talk about. Uh, I, it, uh, it led me to where I'm supposed to be.
1: You know, and in, in, you, you're talking about Gopher, and you kind of get stuck in some some rules. How do you pick and choose what you do? Because y- you are you got your hand in kind of everything, man. You you have F is for Family on on Netflix. You've been uh, Coach Bobson on on Reservation Dogs, which is an awesome show on Hulu. But like, you also dip into. You know, King of Staten Island, which is is an awesome movie, and you and Pete Davidson, I, I thought was an incredible film. But what did you? How do you kind of pick and choose what you want to do? Because a lot of it, you've started creating yourself now. Um.
2: Well, the stuff that I don't do, I've gotten really lucky, <laughs> where I got to to kind of parrot troop and do a couple of episodes of like really great shows. Um. Chappelle's show, Breaking Bad, um, just stuff like that, or just getting getting to be in, like, a Judd Apatow, Pete Davidson movie, or, like, Jon Favreau with The Mandalorian, um, Rick working with Rick Famuyiwa. Like, I, I don't, you know, sometimes I, I, I don't know how those, a lot of that stuff is just luck. A lot of it is just sort of doing what you do, and people become fans of what you do, and hopefully they, they, they put you in there. That's how it works for stuff that I don't write, but the stuff that I write is, you know, it's pretty. It's not that hard. It's just like the 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 the, the intel that you get by going to all 50 states and performing in front of people is you you get a a undeniable like uh, statistics about what is funny, what isn't, where the line is, how to do all of this stuff, as opposed to like. People in my business who just are living out here in L.A. I mean, you're in a bubble and you're just sort of guessing. Um, so comedians have a, a big time advantage of that, and I think that that's why a lot of the stuff that I've I've done my on my own has been received so well because I didn't really need to do a uh, a screening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, yeah. I, I knew what the general public would. I knew I knew what they think is funny, and I, I you know I talk to people after shows. I kind of know where people's heads are at enough that I can, you know, uh, you know, serve up a nice big softball, like, uh, old dads i knew that that movie was yeah. going to kill
3: yeah, that was exactly where i was going to go the, the 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 idea of like how much that kind of fed into old dads my, my wife and i were dying laughing we were talking about pre-show the the car pickups the the pickup line
1: i have lived that life <laughs> and just how well, dude, there
2: was stuff that we actually <laughs> joked about and then it ended up happening at my kids school and i was like oh my god they're gonna think i was making fun of them I, I was just guessing. Like you know that the Dr. L-O-meter where the Dr. L was like pointing the amount of money that she wanted to raise. Yes. Mike and like we did that, and we were in the middle of editing it, and then like uh, all of a sudden, my school, rather than having like the, the the principal pointing at it, they did have like a thermometer for each <laughs> class. And yes. you know, I did a stand-up show, so I was like going, like our class should be all the way up to the top. <laughs> the amount of money that me and this other uh, this other uh, musician, he, he opened, he played songs and I did jokes. We raised all this money and our class was still like halfway up. We're like, dude, this is BS, man. <laughs> we reached our quota. They're just, gonna they're just, no matter what you do, they're going to have you chasing it. They, so they just gave
3: you the bigger thermometer, and then they just kept everybody else's lower on the scale, just knowing what was going on.
2: No, they
1: just didn't color it in. <laughs> <laughs> just make it, you're not there yet. You're not there yet. It's annoying. Bill Burr is our guest. He has got a show coming up at Moda Center next week, February twenty second, uh, is where you could catch him live at Moda Center. Uh, your stand-up act is it's incredible, and I find you. You said you know the bald ginger part, and you kind of get wild. Wound up when you're on stage and I know you're a big fan of him but Sam Kennison is if in for my money one of the greatest entertainers on stage in the way that he would used to get wound up to where he'd be like the the Wee hermit joke gets me every time where he's like oh nurse antsy nurse antsy and he just starts screaming and yelling how much do you draw from the the comics that you grew up in watching
2: Well, I was definitely a huge fan of Kinnison, but, like, Kinnison had, uh, he just had a whole other gear where it was like, you know, a lot of times they like to pretend when a comedian comes out, like, oh, boy, we don't know what he's going to do. You know, hold on to your comedy hats, you know, and, like, this is sort of, like, very safe danger. Like, this guy's going to say some nutty things. With Sam, like, you literally... Like, the the fear was real. (laughs) He had no idea what he was going to do. And I think a lot of times, probably he didn't. It seemed like a lot of it was sort of like feeding off the mood of the crowd. And I heard some wild stories of him, you know, back in New York, uh, doing late-night shows at Dangerfields. Tony, who used to run the place before it finally closed during COVID, he told me some crazy stories. So, like, I mean, you know, it's like one of those things, it's like he definitely was an influence on me, but like I, I did in no way, shape or form could I ever do what that guy did. That guy was a master man, not to mention before he ever was a comedian, he had all of that um, performance experience of being like a preacher and then the hypocrisy of religion and then your ability to manipulate people and all of that type of stuff. Like all of that was just, I felt was feeding his, his, uh, comedy that was that was an indescribable loss to, to stand up when he passed
1: call from mom answer it call silenced
2: instacart knows nothing gets between
0: you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game
2: you have 47 new voicemails
0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching thirty seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in thirty seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: Well, pivoting to something a, l- a little nicer, in the sense of uh, checking in on, on the Boston sports fan that you are. Where, where are yeah. you? Where are you following the uh, the latest Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl chase as he? Uh, is chasing your, your goat, Thomas Edward
2: Brady? Um, well, I think he definitely has the tools to do it, and I think they're a great organization. The only thing I would be worried about with them is Andy Reid's age. So, like, you know, Belichick was, like, in his early 50s when Tom first won and then, you know, stuck around for 20 years into his early 70s. Um, their coach is already 65, So that would be the only thing, because to go on a run like that, you know, the QB is going to get all the glory, but you need the whole thing. You need the players, you need the coach, and you need the ownership. And right now, the Chiefs have that, so I don't see anything stopping them. And I also think that Mahomes has, he has that drive. Like, he's not going to be satisfied with three. So you have that. So the only thing I would be worried about is if, you know, in five, six years, Andy Reid Wants to retire, but like trying to trying to win seven man is 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 <laughs> is pretty is it's yeah it's pretty nuts. But um, the game has also changed. The game has also yeah. changed where a, a quarterback can like be healthy for that long. I mean, they used to just absolutely just dist- like guys like Steve Grogan. <laughs> like he, I just remembered like. You would see, like, he would wait to the last second to throw the ball, and you just see him fly out of the right side of your, <laughs> your TV as they followed the ball. I mean, he got so beat up on those AstroTurfs and everything. Like, Steve Grogan, like, the last three years he played, he literally had a neck brace, like, sewn into his, his, his uniform. And Bob Greasy and all of those, Dan Pastorini, uh, what's his face, uh, Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana. Joe Montana, that hit he took against the Giants, they thought they killed him. It's just like, you know, so I I can't even, like, if people say that, you know, Tom's the greatest of all time, it's just like, you know, obviously, you know, the argument's there, but, like, I don't, you know, it took Joe Montana four attempts to win four Super Bowls, and they were beating the living hell out of him on AstroTurf when he was on the road. And I feel like the 49ers got rid of him too soon, but they did have Steve Young. But, you know, he definitely could have got five, maybe six, if they stayed with him, if you saw that he went to the chiefs with Marcus Allen and they made the playoffs and everything. So it's really hard to kind of, uh, compare errors, but I think the way that they protect quarterbacks now and the, and, and then also Tom Brady showing sort of the body that you need. It isn't that, you know, roided up body. He was sort of more (laughs) like Pilates lean, you know, type of thing. You know, I saw, um, I saw uh, an NFL quarterback recently, I'm not going to name any names because I just, I don't like doing that, but I saw this guy and I was really surprised that he was leaner than he was bulky. Mm. And, you know, and he's all, you know, they're all six, five, six, six. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, this guy looks more like a basketball player than he does a, uh, a football player. But I, I just think that there's, there's, there's a lot out there that is in Patrick Mahomes' favor to, to come really close to it but it's just as a sports fan like I never root against greatness even if you're gonna mm-hmm. pass one of my players that played for one of my teams I, I don't care I just I like seeing you got to have that great team everybody's trying to knock off
1: look uh, I'm a Patriots fan as well and I have said this about this past year and really the last two years of being a Patriots fan is like especially this season it was usually when you say you're your team is making you feel like a kid again it's because you have those joyous moments this year felt like being a kid again because the Patriots just weren't good and that it was it one of felt those like Sullivan Stadium <laughs> it, was, it was it was brutal at times just be like well yeah here we go again we're just going to get our heads beat in but now we have I want to get your thoughts on Gerard Mayo and we got Mac Jones for now how do you feel about mm-hmm. the future of our Pats
2: I feel good about, well, listen, I will say this. Um, you got to give Robert Kraft credit. I would say as an owner, the first three coaching hires, I don't think anybody's ever done it better. Bill Parcells, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick. So I think he knows, you know, how to pick a coach. And what I also liked was how clean it was. It was like Belichick stepped down and we immediately had a replacement. They ripped the Band-Aid off. It wasn't this long, drawn-out, embarrassing thing. They didn't embarrass Belichick. He was ready to go. Like, you know, I mean, one of the things that people forget about Belichick is not only did he do what he did for 20 years, he did it with second-round draft picks. Like, we weren't, we never went for that blue-chip guy. And, um, you know, we played that game forever, and then eventually the fountain just kind of ran dry. And I like that our new coach is played the game. I think he's going to be a player's coach, but hopefully a disciplinarian because historically I don't like a player's coach because I think sometimes they suffer a need to be liked when they need to be, you know, it's like the dad that wants to be friends with his (laughs) kids rather than being a dad. So I hope we don't run into that, but I think a change was needed. And, um, you know, hopefully we draft some offensive linemen so we can actually see what Mac Jones can do because that kid's been running for <laughs> yep. his life his whole career. Yep.
3: Bill, something I'm wondering, I have some friends in stand-up, and the the thing that they've talked about a lot is over the last couple of years is how crowds are different and how you go about things differently Just like the, the post-COVID world. Is is there Has there been any kind of change in how – You either your your delivery or how you prepare or how crowds react, just not even just because of No, that's all a myth.
2: It never changed. It just was it changed at like Hollywood Award shows and some college campuses or maybe in New York City. Everybody got all like and it was all BS. Everyone was it wasn't like they didn't find the same stuff funny. They just were trying not to get in trouble. So you kind of dealt with that, but you know, every place else, that's why I knew old dads was going to kill. I was just like, I'm on the road. People are still laughing at this stuff. People never stop laughing at this stuff. And we're not, um, we're not, you know, I'm not being like racist. I'm not like being malicious or homophobic, but I, I'm just, you know, the old dads, we were like these harmless idiots <laughs> who were trying to be better guys, but it's it's like we were threatening. We were just dummies. So, you know, that's why we, we scored really high with, like, women. Like, they really liked it. So I think, you know, something always happens politically or in the entertainment world, and then corporate lawyers overreact, and then studios get – they just way overcorrect. And, and it's – none of it is done to make society better. It's all about them protecting their jobs and trying to make sure they still make money and they don't get fired. Like, they don't they – don't, all of these groups they pretend to care about – They care about one group, green. They care
1: about money. That's all they care about. They don't care about anybody, just like politicians. I love it. Bill Burr, he's going to be in Moda Center February 22nd. That is next week. We appreciate the time, man. Love old dads because we stick the landing even though we step in it so many times through and through. Uh, We really appreciate you taking a few minutes for us, man. Thank you.
2: No worries, and I appreciate you guys helping me
1: sell those last two tickets. Thank hey, you so much.
3: Hey, no Let's problem, Bill. Selfishly, I'll see you there the, the 22nd. My That's wife right. and I will be there. We're really excited you're coming to town, man, and uh, thanks Beautiful. for taking time.
1: All right, come back and say hello. <laughs> Absolutely. There he is, Bill Burt, Moda Center, February 22nd. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network
0: from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.